Hey, this is Brian with Cajun Cardboard coming at you from the great state of Louisiana with a brand new episode of a uh, brand new idea, a little brainstorm that I had called Five Hobby Questions, where we bring on some uh, paragons of the hobby, some icons in the hobby. You may see content creators, you may see whale card collectors out there, you may see uh, uh, titans of the industry. And the first guest on Five Hobby Questions which is really a privilege and an honor uh, for you, not so much for me, but it's Amil Sarfani uh, with uh, The Slab Talk. He is at The Slab Talk on Instagram. He is Slab Talk on YouTube. Uh, he hosts a show called The Bounce with Rob, the sports card therapist, and they do fantastic stuff, produce fantastic, uh, fantastic content. Uh, Amil, I was the first, uh, your show was the first show I ever went on, on YouTube podcasts or anything like that. And so I thought you should have the incredible privilege to be on this show. That's going to be seen by tens of twenties of people probably at some point, uh, called five hobby questions. Welcome to the show. Cool, man. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the show that you came on and you did with me. It, it was a lot of fun. It was one of the first interviews even i did as a content creator because i was just getting my feet wet uh and so it was it was a lot of fun i appreciate you coming on and having that conversation i didn't really know who you were before that but i learned of, of just what you collect and how cool your card collection really is and i was like all right i gotta get this guy on 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 my pod because i think he's one of the biggest collectors i've ever met so i appreciate it man thanks for having me on yours Absolutely. The topic of that show is this is how long ago that was, right? The topic of that show is my 86 Fleer PSA 10 set, which I no longer own. So I've liquidated it, you know? So uh, that's how long ago that was. You were a baby content creator. I was a baby collector. I didn't know what I was doing, but you've gotten very proficient in this space and you guys do a fantastic job. So I've always kind of admired your show from a distance. All right, let's get to the, let's get to crunch time here. It's called five hobby questions. The first thing I'm going to get you to do is kind of Explain yourself in 10 words or less to everybody that's watching the video, who you are and how you fit in the hobby. 10 words or less. Can we do it? I'll try. That doesn't count. That doesn't count. Go. <laughs> uh, I am a Tim Duncan 90s cards collector and content creator. It's close. It's close. I'm going to give you a little wiggle room. That's close. All right. We, we kind of have an idea of who you are and what you do. You live in San Antonio uh, and obviously the Spurs are near and dear to your heart. You're one of like um, one of maybe you're like a one of one, honestly, as far as people I know that love the Spurs. So you're a one of one. You're like a black prism. Spurs <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, OK, question number one. If you had to play five on five and you were one of the players on the court, you had to pick your four teammates. You could pick anybody in the history of the NBA and you get them as your teammate in their prime years, who are your four teammates? All right. This was, so, you sent me this question. I was like, man, this is the, probably the question I spent the most time on trying to think about. I, and I still don't have a good answer for it. I have such a weird team that have, that has come uh, on my team. So first of all, I play point. That's, you, got you know, got to play point. I yeah. got to have the rock in my hands, uh, distributing to the guys, you know, set, I'm a table setter. That's who I am. So I, uh, I'll play point at two guard. Uh, it's just too, too relevant right now. I got to have Steph on my team. Give me that. That finals is a lot of fun to watch legend. Um, uh, you know, on the three, 
I wanted to get kind of weird with it, and uh, I, I picked one of the guys I just enjoyed watching so much. Maybe maybe someone who didn't live up entirely to the potential, but just someone I enjoyed a lot. Let's go T-Mac. Yes. I'm just going to put him on the team, and then I want Giannis. And I, I'm going to pick guys that I actually watched playing. Um, uh, and then uh, and then I, I wanted to put a Spurs guy, so I was thinking about either putting uh, – I wanted. I don't want to go LeBron. I think that's too easy. But I do. You gonna go? Are you about to say Jakob Pertle? I was gonna say Jakob or even uh, uh, Nesterovic, Rasho. Rasho. Back in the day. Uh, no, no, no. I was gonna put a Spurs player on it, but I think that's too easy because I think Tim Duncan's gonna come up later on on the show. So I'm gonna put Kevin Durant at the four and Giannis at the five. I love it. I love it. That's a nasty, versatile team you have right there. You got. You got. You got. I don't know what kind of defender you are. But I know Steph's not an elite defender, but you might have some trouble defending in the backcourt. It depends on who your opposing point guard is. I got to see who you could check. It just depends on who it is. You better hope it's not Penny or Magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Uh, and I, you know, I, I'm I'm a scrappy defender. I'm like a I'm like a Pat Bev type. Uh, I'm yeah, like a poor man's Pat Bev. I don't know if anybody wants to be that, but I think that's what I. That's kind of where I fit in. There you go. You know, there you go. Like a ten point seven assist game. You know. I love it. I love it. Well, you, you might end up with uh, 26 assists or something in a game with those four guys on your team. All right, that's a pretty good five right there. Uh, question number two, rank these four in order of preference uh, for you as a collector. This is your personal preference, right? And we'll start and go chronologically. Vintage, 80s, 90s, modern, which we're calling 2000 to 2018, and then ultra modern, 2018 to present. In order of of what you like to collect and you like to deal with in the hobby? Uh, I'm going to put 90s at the top. So I, I love the late 90s cards. I think those are some of my favorite cards in, in, in all of sports cards, like when I've seen some of the cool 90s inserts and the, just the 90s uh, that collect, especially the late 90s, like after Kobe's year. Uh, I love those cards. Those are a lot of fun to me. Uh, I'm going to put modern after that. So modern is going to be two for me just because those are the guys that I grew up with. So the LeBron James, Steph Curry's of the world. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put them. Uh, I'm gonna put uh, modern number two. Uh, I'm gonna put uh, vintage. Uh, actually, I'm gonna put. You know, this is where vintage should be three because that makes sense. But I don't actually collect a lot of vintage, so I'm not a big vintage collector. Um, it's not guys that I watch play, and I love the history side of the of vintage. But I've never actually gotten myself to be a great buyer of of vintage cards. So I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna put ultra modern at three because I like prospecting. Uh, so I'm gonna put ultra modern at three. I'm gonna put vintage at four. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put the '80s at five. It, it's almost like you, it's a confession that you like ultra modern. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw you hesitate. You were like, you're like, can I say this? Are people gonna hate me? I, I like ultra modern prospecting. Guess what? That's the exact same order that I would put them in. Exactly. Really? 90s modern, ultra modern, and then 80s and vintage is kind of tough because I love 86 Fleer, yeah. but I also like vintage. And other than 86 Fleer, there ain't too much to love about the 80s, right? And in basketball, at least. That's but, that's the struggle I have with the 80s. Yeah. It's like I love the 86. Okay, that's part of it. But yeah. after that, you know, I'm not. I, then it just starts becoming the junk wax yeah. here later. Later man, on, the 80s is just not that sexy, man. It's yeah. not that sexy in the hobby. All right, question number three: What's your number one thing that you would change uh, from the way it exists now, from the Panini to the Fanatics transition? If you could get in the ear of whoever that new CEO they hired is, Mike Harahan or Hanneman or something like that. I don't know. They hired a new CEO. I know Louver is the chief visionary officer. But if you could get in the ear of the new CEO and he gave you one wish, what's the one thing that you would change in this Panini to Fanatics transition that we're expecting? 
Um, so for me, one, I think, I think the, one of the most important parts is just to, to have more game worn player worn material. I know that's t difficult, but I think Panini is, especially as of late has really just kind of given up on that. I think they've known that with just the licensing going to, to fanatics and stuff. And so you start seeing the, uh, the, the flawless stuff in the national, especially the national treasures, like the 2020 or 2021 stuff that just came out is not even player worn or game worn. And it's yeah. like, uh, that seems a little silly for what's supposed to be the best set of the entire, uh, of the entire year. Um, and so I would love for them to get a little bit more authentic when it comes to that stuff. And then I would like to see a less, less of an emphasis on parallels and more of an, more of taking shots on cool new, cards and sets and inserts and just like i want to see some cool shots being taken there i see you know right now with panini it's so much parallel recycle yep they're recycling so there, there's too many and at some point it's like it's not even fun to collect all the parallels because it's like one out of 25 and one out of 35 and one out of 49 and one out of 75 yeah. and it's like all right on and on we go so i think those are the two things i would like to see um yeah. i don't know how much innovation we're going to see out of fanatics and I don't like, I'm kind of curious to see how, you know, digital cards and, and, and NFTs go. I wonder what their whole part of that will all be, but uh, yeah, that's what I would like to see right yeah. now. You just warped my question. You chose two things. I know you wanted to talk about that. We could probably do a whole episode on that. I and talk a whole hour, episode on that. For I, five hours about that. The only thing I would change, what well, if I had to choose one thing, print run, and that's it. Cause, cause that encompasses all the stuff that we talked about. If you've got to get actual game worn jerseys, you're not going to get as many. If you cut down on the parallels, it's going to cut down on the print runs. Um, you know, inserts need to mean something. What they need to do is take a look in the rearview mirror and go look at our favorite era that we just talked about, the 90s, and say, that's what everybody now wants. What did they do and why, how can we replicate that? And the answer is shrink the print run, make inserts really tough pack pulls, yep. and you're home free, man, you know? um that's a great answer to the question though there's there's a lot of uncertainty and uh i guess we're all really excited about it i'm gonna i'm gonna be optimistic until i have a reason not to be that's just the way i'm gonna approach it uh if you had to destroy one of these this is a tough question if you had to destroy one of these and they disappear forever instagram or ebay oh, this is this is a weirdly tough question as well um I'll tell you why. I know we're trying to keep this short, but I, I love. I like this question. Sure. Instagram is how we all like communicate and build a little bit of community, and so I love Instagram for that reason. Uh, and so it's hard for me to say Instagram is the place I I want to see go. Um, but and, and eBay, I like the idea of a centralized marketplace. Like it's gotten a lot harder to buy cards with so many different options and so many different auction houses and everywhere to go look. So I like the fact that eBay is a centralized platform. But I, I think I will choose eBay because I do think there would be another like player in that world that would kind of take over that that demand if eBay went away and figure it out, maybe even how to do it better. If we had yeah. to figure out a new platform, uh, I think it, we would figure out one that's actually better than eBay and what they're doing because they're just so broad in what they do. So I'm going to say eBay um, because I, you know, eBay could be better and their fees are crazy high. Great. Agreed. eBay today means less, so much less to me than it did a year ago, and especially two That's years ago. The, the, the hobby's changed a, a great deal. Uh, I derive more pleasure out of Instagram than I do eBay. And to be honest with you, I can go find cards on Golden and PWCC and Heritage and Robert Edwards and My Slabs and blah, blah, blah. And, and I can find cards on Instagram, I'm milk, for God's yeah. sakes. You know, I don't need you know. Uh, so I'm with you. I'd kill eBay, right? And I would, uh, I'd keep Instagram. 
Uh, last question. I know this is going to be a, a, a beautiful question for you. In every video that I've ever seen you do on YouTube involves TD, Tim Duncan. So I'm sure he's going to be part of this starting five, whether he belongs or not. Your all-time San Antonio Spurs starting five. Yeah, he's number one. And, and, the, and the, the, the joke on my show is that it doesn't matter what we're talking about. Doesn't Tim matter. Duncan gets mentioned. Uh, and I think I literally think there's been one show. We got through one show one time where Tim Duncan wasn't mentioned, and it was a weird text afterwards that I was like, "Okay, I think we did it." Yeah, uh, and, and, and it's just it's just silly because uh, yeah. I'm a big Spurs fan, and and I got to represent. There isn't really that many one there. There aren't that many of us that are that loud, you know. You got to fight for TD. You got to fight for TD. He deserves more more hype and more attention. I agree with you. Yeah, so I gotta get Tim Duncan's for sure. He's the number one on that team. Okay. He's gonna be on that team. We're gonna go Twin Towers. We're gonna put David Robinson on that team too. Okay. Um, and then I gotta get Manu and Tony because uh, at the end oh, of the wow. day, okay, I'm putting Manu back in the starting lineup. He's no longer coming off the bench. He's in the starting lineup. Okay. Uh, and then I'm going the Ice Man, George Kirby. Oh my gosh! I tell you what, there. Do you harbor bitterness towards my man Kawhi Leonard? Yeah. Did I you just? Did you just? Yeah, you left him off. Is that is that out of pure spite and bitterness, or do you you're really choosing Manu uh, over over Kawhi at the two? It's a it's it's pure love at this point, man. Yeah. It, the Manu thing is is a love. I, there was no almost Manu and Tony and Tim were like, all right, no doubt those guys are like they're they're dynastic. So I'm gonna put them yeah. there on the starting five for sure. Uh, and then and then it was like the George Gervin or and it, which should it really should be like Manu or Kawhi. It should be Kawhi instead of Manu and leave yeah. and leave George Gervin on there. Yeah. Uh, but then I was like, man, I'm gonna put Manu because that's that's a no brainer for for me. Uh, he's just a, a glue guy, you know. That's it's yeah, six Hall of Famers. Like you're choosing amongst six Hall of Famers, and and not even mention Artis Gilmore, right? Artis yep. Gilmore was a spur at some yep. point, yep. was he not? Yeah, yeah. So, and then you, you get still got good, you know, you got great players like Sean Elliott coming through there, and Avery Johnson, and still some really good players on that team. But I'm gonna put, I'm gonna, I, I think I do harbor some resentment towards Kawhi. <laughs> I noticed that. Yeah. Hey, that's okay. That's okay. It's your team. It's your starting five, right? It's your Spurs, however you want them to be, right? If he was still there, I bet you anything he'd be on your team. Yeah, no doubt. That's no a doubt. fact. No doubt. And maybe look, maybe one day DeJounte Murray is in this conversation. Am I wrong? He looks pretty good, man. Do you think DeJounte has that ceiling? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, he, he's he got the potential to be – I mean, we saw Marcus Smart get Defensive Player of the Year as the first perimeter player to get it in a very, very, very long time. If anybody else in the league has a chance to do and replicate – and by the way, I don't think Marcus Smart deserved it, and I think the finals exposed that. But if anybody else in the league at the perimeter position deserves uh, you know, at least a look at some point in the future, he might not be there yet, but when he adds a little more to his frame, man, DeJounte Murray is a problem. He is a problem. And, uh, and, and no offense to San Antonio, but he's kind of off the radar because they were just kind of meandering through the season. If they can put it together and put and put the right pieces in place, DeJounte Murray is the real deal. You know, he's not going to be that 28 points per game guy, but man, he's going to be like Westbrook type numbers. I think that's just my opinion and a better defender than Westbrook ever could be. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I love DeJounte Murray. I think his, I think he's going to be, he's going to be a great defender in this league. I think for him, it's all about the shooting. Cause he's a good finisher actually. Sure. Too. He's, he's, he's a very good finisher. Sure. Uh, he's got a lot of length and, and he's crafty around the rim. Um, I, he's just got to he's got to get more consistent on the shot, but I think that yeah. comes with time. Like that's one of those skills that guys can learn. So I agree with you 100. percent It's one of those skills that it almost always the, your shooting percentages usually increase for alphas, right? For alpha stars in the NBA, it usually increases all the way up to your prime, 
and then it just starts to trickle down after your prime because you don't have the lift and the separation and the ball handling ability to create space, you know. So it's kind of it's kind of crescendos at your prime and it comes down, and he's nowhere near his prime. And remember, he missed that year with the ACL too, so he's going to be all right. Well, that's a nasty starting five right there. Uh, and maybe that Spurs starting five would beat your starting five because you probably would not guard Tony Parker very well. Is that going out on a limb? Yeah, I mean, the truth is I'm not guarding anybody that well. <laughs> I'm like I don't want to guard Tony Parker either. No, yeah. no, no, no. He's, he's, he's a menace. They're too hard yeah. to guard. All of them are too hard to guard. That's it. Well, cool, man. Well, look, thank you for joining us. We'll kill it there. I wanted to keep these at about 15 minutes. And uh, and again, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you having me on your show that very first time uh, years ago. And so I want to return the favor, and I'm sure we'll talk soon. Are you going to the Nashville? Are you going to be able to get up there? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Oh, good. I'm coming. My first national, my first real card show, but definitely my first national. So I'll come find you. Nice. For sure. Let's meet up. Thanks for cool. having me, man. Thanks, Emil. Appreciate it, brother. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.